when I worked for <laughs> Philip, I had actually tried to call and interview for a position maybe a year or so before I finally started working there. And they told me they weren't hiring, you know, and I waited a few months and called again and was told that they weren't hiring. And I waited a few months and called again. And I finally got the, when can you start? Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. And as usual, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Cowboy Magic. Karen, today we have a special guest. Yes, we do. You've seen his super shiny horses out uh, only at the Olympics. Yeah, and even, even at home. Even at home. And at the AECs as he gets this <laughs> big $30,000 check. Boyd Martin. Hey, How guys. How are you? Doing good, buddy. Thank you so much. Cowboy Magic, what do you think about those guys keeping your horses? Mate, the, uh, the horses have never been so shiny. I've uh, Even look at my hair here, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Got a bit in the shower for myself. Uh, great company and uh, great products. And uh, we're, we're really, really, really happy with their support and, uh, and everything that they've done for our horses. Yep. Yeah, so, great people there. Everyone over there at Straight Arrow. We, you and I visited Straight Arrow in, yeah. uh, in the factory in person. I, great, great experience. Uh, you'd never, you'd never ever realize what goes into to uh, making shampoo. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I did take a couple wrong turns. So we were a little bit late, but uh, you know that's all me. So yeah. thank you, Cowboy Magic, and thanks, Boyd, for sharing in this uh, spot with us. Thank you. RNJ Equine Kinetics is a full-service conditioning, training, and rehabilitation center providing a unique program tailored to each individual horse's needs. Yeah, some of the services they provide, they have a water treadmill, a cold saltwater spa, vibrating floor, equine massage, vet-administered class 4 laser treatments. They provide educational tours, individualized feeding programs for your horse, round-the-clock attention, they also offer trailer-in services, equine transportation, and a limousine service. And some of the examples for the use of their equipment are for horses experiencing poor performance, lameness, and gait abnormalities, horses needing to improve fitness and strength before competition season, a way to balance asymmetries and rebuild muscle after atrophy, and returning to training after surgery, trauma, or injury, or prehabilitation. Learn more about RNJ Equine Kinetics at RNJ Equine on Facebook and EQKNETX.com. Join us at the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, October 14th through 17th at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone located in Elkton, Maryland. One of the only seven equestrian events of its kind worldwide, you will experience the thrill of eventing with equestrians from around the globe. Enjoy a beautiful fall weekend in the country with activities for the whole family. To learn more and purchase tickets, go to maryland5star.us/tickets or call 410-MD5-STAR and follow Maryland 5 Star on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates from beautiful Fairhill, Maryland. See you there. Triple Crown Feed. Oh, man. yeah. Triple Crown. Big fans of Triple Crown Feed. They have tons of, of great products out there. Mm-hmm. Premium stuff. Karen, what do you got to say over there? So Triple Crown has formulas that are tailored to your horse's unique needs and help support immunity and gut health. Find your local Triple Crown Feed dealer by going to triplecrownfeed.com. Triplecrownfeed.com. That's a little bit of a tongue twister. Triplecrownfeed.com. 
They have a great feed locator. They have yes. a great feed com- comparison tool on their website. I encourage everyone to get over there. Check out Triple Crown Feeds website. Check out the different products. Check out what makes them so special. And give them a shot, right, Karen? Oh, yeah. Support the people to support the show. And Karen, I know you've been checking out the, the Fairfax and Favor website. There's something brand new coming out that I know that you have your had your eyes on. Yes, I do. The Charlotte Gilet. The Charlotte Gilet. What is a Gilet, Karen? Gilet. So there is the Charlotte jacket with long sleeves, but this is a vest. Oh. Yeah. So it's great for the fall. You know, it's, you know, falls a little warm, still too warm for a, a heavy coat. Right. But the vest, you could layer, and it even has a detachable hood that's really nice. The, the, the vest has a hood? Yes, it does. Oh, very cool. Yes, yes. So you got to check it out. If you go on fairfaxandfavor.com, look at their Instagram and their Facebook, and also head over to their Fairfax and Favor Club on Facebook. Yeah, I like that. And it also has like a really cool, like, little brass like buckle in the middle yeah it looks like a little military style it's pretty slick very slick fairfax and favor looks so good on you karen taylor harris insurance services there for all equestrians amateur and the professional for all types and all breeds no matter what discipline or level taylor harris is committed to excellence in serving you and protecting the horses you love Taylor Harris Insurance Services, your worldwide equine insurance specialists. I'm Rob. And I'm Karen. And Rob's super excited about today's guest. Super duper excited, Karen. Yeah. We got five-star rider, Kate Brown. Kate, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Kate, this is super, super awesome. We're super excited to have you. Kate is also a USDF silver medalist. Kate, is that isn't that true? It is, uh, and it's a little bit of an uh, unexpected, uh, I guess, story there. Uh, I had uh, a young horse that I had made up as an event horse, and we had done a couple of two-stars, and he really wasn't cut out to be an upper-level horse, but I wasn't quite ready to sell him yet. I didn't have anything else, you know, sort of coming up behind him yet, and I you know, I still wanted to have something fun to practice on, um, and I was working with a coach. He said, why don't you go for your medals, do a little bit of dressage and said, sure, why not? Uh, and this probably hurts the ears of pure dressage riders. So <laughs> cover your ears. If that's- <laughs> uh, but I decided to go for, you know, first couple of medals in dressage land. And I, signed up for these tests and did, you know, two first level and two second level, got the scores, you know, the two third level, got the scores, two fourth level, got the scores. I needed, uh, you know, the qualifying scores to pre St. George. And, um, it took me about six months on my little seven-year-old event horse, my little prelim horse. And, um, yeah, now I, I have a little more experience and, uh, something else to add to the resume. And then, that horse I did finally end up selling and he uh, turned out to turns out that he's still uh, still with me in my barn with a lovely amateur uh, event rider. Oh, oh very that's cool. Sweet. That's the way to do it. Sell the horse, keep it in the barn. Right. There you go. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially with wonderful clients. Yeah. yeah. And, and is, what's the name of this horse? Delano Q. 
Delano Q. That sounds like a good dressage. Yeah, it name does. Too. It That's does. Fancy. That's fancy. Is that horse still doing dressage it, or eventing? Very... Doing it all? Is doing the dressage and eventing or? Uh, no, he's just he's just a really good novice horse right now. He's really wonderful and sweet, and uh, he really loves his job. Oh, very very cool. And how about is is a gold medal ever on the on the radar? Are you do you have aspirations of getting a USDF gold medal? Oh gosh. Um, I mean that would be fun if it happened, but it's definitely not on the the, the front burner. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I, I get it. I get it. Kind of like that. That was out of a necessity. Oh, right. but it gets a little too picky after that for me. Uh, <laughs> I hear that. I prefer to run and jump a little bit more than that. That's what yeah, I'm do about. the fun stuff. Do the fun stuff. That's what yeah. Uh. Yeah, we're not all in the same room. Where are you coming to us from? Uh, I'm down at my farm in Aiken, South Carolina. Oh, Aiken oh, sounds nice. How hot is it down there in Aiken these days in, in, in early September? Still miserable. Uh, it's <laughs> cold down maybe below the mid-90s, but the humidity still, you're still sweating through a bunch of shirts a day. Oof. Oh, my goodness gracious. So what does that, what, what does that leave you like getting up early to train? And uh, is that how this works or do you just have to push through during the day? Uh, it depends on the day. Um, if it's really a scorcher, I'll get up um, a bit early and get started. But if not, I carry on through the day like normal. And I actually have a little bucket and sponge that I keep up by the arena to sort of sponge down throughout the ride, uh, especially if I'm teaching or, uh, you know, giving a little bit of a, you know, more strenuous exercise to one of the horses. I do make sure to keep them cool throughout. Oh, that was my next question. Is the bucket for you or for the horse? <laughs> Uh, I mean, mostly the horse, but you end up, you know, getting a little, little splash on you as well here and there. <laughs> I'd imagine you're not, I'd imagine that's a welcome, uh, feeling of getting cooled off. So very cool. I love Aiken Karen. Yeah, we do. That. We do love going there. Um, so Kate, can you take us back and tell us how you got your start in riding and then into eventing? Oh, yes. Um, yeah, actually my first memories of horses in my life my parents sent me to a summer camp and I remember riding and I thought it was so miserable and bouncy and uncomfortable and my back hurt and here we are <laughs> 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 um, no I think one of my very good friends in elementary school her parents had a boarding barn and I was able to get off the bus after school and hang out there and ride and my dad would pick me up uh, on his way home from work in the evenings and it was a a nice active barn they had a couple of trainers they did a lot of pony club uh you know so it was just very easy to get involved and sort of take off right from the beginning there uh and I did I did start in pony club and sort of found eventing pretty quickly there um yeah I did I guess I did do a couple of little Western shows uh, in my youth. I have, you know, my tassels and chaps and all the little silver sparkly things, but that just never really grabbed my attention as much as the running and jumping did. <laughs> right. Yeah. What, what state was that in? Was that in Aiken? Yeah. Are you originally from Aiken? Oh, up in Massachusetts. I grew up up there, up in New England, um, which 
is great, except in the winter, it's so frozen and the ground's so gross and it's just not really conducive to riding year round. Mm. Yeah. That, that part stinks. I know. That's so did you try to, did you just take the winters off or did you just try to just do the best you could in the winter? Uh, yeah, most of the places up there have, you know, an indoor arena of some sort. So we did try and, you know, sort of keep a little bit active through the winter, but it was, I feel like more, you know, fun riding as opposed to, you know, serious training and conditioning and, you know, just riding around bareback with blankets on your horse and trying not to fall off. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're in the Northeast too, and it gets, you know, cold and frozen. And, and I always, you know, we have some lesson barns up here to, you know, we're, we're friends with the owners and we see the kids and all. And it's like, even when our kids were coming up, like you could see, I mean, trying to stay riding through the winter is the kids who kind of try to stay with it all winter long. And they do seem to progress that much more than, than a, a young person that stops for three months in the coldest part of the winter. I don't I guess it's just, I don't know. It just seems like next spring they're, they're so much further ahead and the other kids are, are catching back up when they're in that early learning stage, I guess. Right. Absolutely. Now you pony club did that. Did, like, did you stay in that a long time? What rate did you get up to? Uh, this was, I didn't go very far. And this was back before they had all the specialty flavors of ratings. Um, I think I just got, I don't know what you call it now, the standard or traditional C3. Uh, I sort of went, I stayed in pony club sort of throughout high school and then, Moved away to Kentucky, went to the University of Kentucky, um, and I actually, I guess my first step into big time eventing was uh, I worked for Kathy Weishaw for a little bit while I was in school, um, and then through some mutual friends that were riding with her and traveling around and in the eventing scene, I ended up um, working for the Hollings for a couple of years after I graduated. Um, actually, we could backtrack. I got, when I was in Kentucky, I bought a young horse from Liz Milliken, who I've since bought a handful of other horses through. And that horse actually turned out, to, that was Mojito, and he turned out to be the horse I took to Kentucky. Um, you know, still 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and from uh, working for the Hollings for a few years, I hung out for a little bit in Georgia with a friend of mine, Mary Beth, worked there for a short time. And uh, an opportunity presented itself to work for Philip. And I jumped at that and worked for Philip for a few years, you know, going back and forth between Pennsylvania and Aiken in the winters. Um, and when I was feeling like I could take on the world a little bit more. I sold my advanced horse at the time and used that money to help me buy the farm that I'm at right now. Um, And since, since then I've sort of been on the making up young horses and selling them. And that's sort of how I've gotten the farm going. I could probably put nameplates on every piece of equipment and fencing and arena and irrigation is all just horses that I've made up and sold along the way. And they've all sort of left their mark on the farm with various improvements that I've been able to make along uh, the last few years. How long have I been here? Uh, I think I bought the 
farm in March of 2013, and I've been here ever since, uh, year-round. Um, got a nice collection of students and clients and a couple of horses, uh, Victor Z and Carnage B are the first two horses that I've been able to uh, produce from the beginning and actually keep for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a few years in between there that I really didn't probably, I don't think go above prelim for a few years because I'd made up a few horses and sold them on and, you know, just to buy the next thing and make the next farm improvement. And yes, now I'm finally able to collect some horses for myself to progress with. Yeah. Wow. So, so that's a, if we could backtrack a little bit. So you went from Kathy, everyone's been a guest who she worked for. Yeah. Karen. So, yeah. So yep. Kate, they all Kathy and John oh, and Philip. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So how's, so tell us, can you tell us like a little bit of like your different roles as you progressed up from, from Kathy's to the Hollings? Like, th- did you always have basically the same role or were you with experience getting different roles when you, when you moved from, from barn to barn? Uh, yes, let's see. I probably started at Kathy's, um, just working in the barn, you know, doing stalls and turnouts and stuff like that. Uh, and then it a little bit evolved when she needed more of a, you know, a, a time for more of a working student. I did, you know, help, you know, more of the specialized like grooming and setting fences and going to the horse shows and, you know, stepping into those types of roles. Um, Yes. And then when I started going to John's, probably the same sort of progression. I started just sort of barn chores and helping out when I could. And I started going there when I was uh, still in school. So I'd go down on like school breaks and try and try and work off some lessons while I was there and whatnot. And that sort of evolved into, you know, a paid position of you know, more, more of the barn work because that's always, that never goes away. <laughs> uh, but also getting the opportunity to ride some more horses and, you know, even getting to compete a couple of the uh, horses they had there. Um, yes. And then the same when I moved to Phillips, that is, you know, riding, I rode a lot more horses at Phillips, but I also must a lot more stalls. I think just because the volume was so much higher. Right. <laughs> just everything was higher there. Um, <laughs> but that was a great experience because not only did you get to ride with, uh, you know, everyone that was in the ring at the time, uh, you know, Jenny Branning was working there and uh, Ryan Wood and Boyd and Silva were uh, still there at the time. And so you get to see a lot of, you know, other top riders in the ring every day and you know also all the people that ship in for lessons and everything and I really appreciated being able to see that many uh you know riders over and over and over because you can sort of pick and choose the things you want to emulate or not uh in that environment yeah that that's got to be super that's got to be a super motivating and awesome feeling like when you wake up and you're like all right I'm surrounded by really, really top town. And I guess it sounds like that, you know, that, that was a while ago. So that was really before, um, you know, like, bef- I mean, I, I guess you knew J- Jenny was on her way and Ryan and all, but I mean, obviously now here six, seven, eight years removed, obviously everyone's so much further around. That's incredible to be around right. the yes. town every day. The, um, now, 
how did you uh, for 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 people listening who you know are 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 I think it's unique that this is a great opportunity to talk about the the opportunity for you to like work for different people. Can you talk about like how did you get those opportunities to work for Kathy and then the Hollings and then Philip? Like was that just a phone call? Were they advertising? Was it meeting people? Can you how how does like someone who wants to learn and and travel around and try different barns and learn as much as they can? How how, how does that how did that work for you? Uh a lot of it's word of mouth and that's how it worked for me. Uh, a good friend of mine that I actually grew up with <clears throat> in Massachusetts was at a different uh, college in Kentucky and she was working for Kathy. Um, and sort of when she was getting ready to, I think, transition on and, you know, there's a couple of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, at the time Kathy had a, you know, a couple of college kids in and out and, you know, it's a pretty active barn there. Um, and I just sort of, you know, got in from uh, my friend, Sarah, and she's actually the same person that uh, got me the hookup with the Hollings. She had an arrangement with another upper level rider in Ocala. And when she got down there, it fell through. And, and I don't know exactly how she got hooked up with the Hollings, but, you know, we had similar school breaks and I wanted to ride with some new people. And she said, why don't you come down and take some lessons with John? And it just evolved from there. Um, and then when I worked for <laughs> Philip, I had actually tried to call and interview for a position maybe a year or so before I finally started working there. And they told me they weren't hiring, you know, and I waited a few months and called again and was told that they weren't hiring. And I waited a few months and called again. And I finally got the, when can you start? And I said, oh, well, let me give my notice at the job I have now, and I'll be right there. <laughs> so ah. I packed up everything, went to Pine Top with everything I owned, and then from Pine Top, I went to Phillips, and that's how I started there. <laughs> wow, persistence. Don't yeah, give don't give up. up. You know, some, yeah. People just say, oh, it's not meant to be. <laughs> yeah. It's not hiring. I'm out of here. But you knew what you wanted. You knew where you wanted to be. Were you, you did your first five-star were you working for Philip at the time or who, or were you on your own when you did your first five star? No, I was working for Philip. I think that's maybe why he told me to show up. Uh, I called him that spring and I said, I'm qualified for Kentucky. I've been running advanced for a few years. You know, I've done all, you know, Fairhill and Jersey and all, you know, a couple of times, like I want to go to a five star and he was like, well, all right, well, let's, let's see what you got. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So at that point, are you like not now you're under his, how long were you with Philip? Uh, a little over two years. I want to say I did three trips to Aiken with them, but I think that was sort of throughout. Gotcha. I think the way the timeline worked out, it ended up being a little over two years. So if I'm doing if I if I'm thinking of the right pine top, I'm assuming that's the pine top in in March, and then everyone kind of headed home from Aiken. Is that back to PA? Is that around the timeline when you started? Uh, I think the February one, the first one where they had okay. the advance. Gotcha. That one yeah. at the end of, I believe. And then yeah. were you were you at Kentucky for the for the I guess then four star that 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 spring? 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, so I didn't give him very much time to whip me into shape. I just <laughs> <laughs> <that> person. <laughs> Tried to take as many lessons as I could in that short little window. Wow, that's oh my exciting. Goodness. So obviously he was he was competing. <laughs> but no, I think that's uh I don't think that's too uncommon for someone just about to just about to hit that five star to try to find someone to mentor them for those last three or four months leading up. Was that um was that first trip around Kentucky successful for you? Uh, I mean, it was probably successful for the most amount of pictures that I've ever gotten from a ride because I <laughs> ended up seeing a really wonderful distance into the head of the lake and have some <laughs> really fantastic photos from all angles because oh, no. everybody stands at the head of the lake. <laughs> Um, it was a great weekend up until that point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but I will say that was the first time I had ever fallen off in those new air vests because at the time those were still sort of new in, you know, I had just gotten one. I was really excited. And, um, that was that was a little bit of a learning experience. So that, that was an interesting way to fall off. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you hear that big loud boom. That stinks. That's yeah, nice. and it you know it didn't hurt as much. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good plus. Are you just soggy and can't breathe because the vest has got you all. Constrained. Yeah, and you're in the water, so you're like equally stunned from that as well. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. The um, wow. The, I can imagine though. I, you know, I mean, you, know, you had a couple months there. You go there. I mean, if, if Kentucky's just such a huge, huge track. It's, uh, I don't know. Funny enough, uh, several months after that, maybe even a year or so, I ended up doing riding in a clinic with William Fox Pitt. Uh, and everyone is, you know, giving their name and intro and background, you know, blah, 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 all the stuff that you say. And I start giving my intro and he goes, wait a minute. Are you the girl that jumped the duck at Kentucky? <laughs> and that's when I thought, you know, I had made it because William Fox Pitt knew me as the girl that jumped the duck at Kentucky. <laughs> there you go. Hey, hey you, say. you were on the radar. <laughs> yeah, any publicity is good publicity, right? No. <laughs> that's true. Oh, it's all good. But you did go back the next year, correct? I did, and I did get I did get to complete. Um, I had one sticky moment on cross country where my horse sort of caught a toe on landing side of one of the fences, and I had what you know seems like a million memories flash through my head in like a fraction of a second of I can't believe I'm about to fall off again at Kentucky, but I didn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. Persistent again. There's that persistence there of saying, is. "Hey, you know what? Like, <laughs> you just don't give up. You just don't pack it in." So the next year, back when you when you come to the head of the lake the next year, is your are, are you what are you what's are, are you thinking about that or are you just focusing on the moment? What what was that like? Oh no, I'm just the, thankfully the questions are quite different the following year, so I didn't have to uh, have any flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, just a little, and another year with Philip and learning and riding his horses, and and you know, and there you go. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, far that, far more experienced. 
And that was Mojito, right? Yes. And now Mojito is the horse, I guess, ultimately you sold to to buy your farm that you're in now? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I sold him to a young rider out in California, and he uh, was a an excellent, I don't want to say schoolmaster, but a, a good boy in showing her, you know, sort of around her first sort of handfuls of upper level events as well. Gotcha. Ah, nice. Well, that, that is nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And then, and then, mm-hmm. and then it afforded you to be able to go out and start your business and, and, and all that stuff. Why did you, uh, settle on Aiken as, as a year round spot? <sighs> uh, um, honestly, it was what I could afford. I looked at several places up in Pennsylvania because I loved the area uh, you know, I loved everything about it, the scenery, the people, um, and after shopping for a few places up there, it, it seemed like an awfully big bite to take off, um, for, you know, just starting out on my own. And, uh, I looked a little bit around Aiken and it just, it seemed a little more doable and, uh, it was possible to ride year round and be competitive, uh, or still be able to go to horse shows year round. Um, and, you know, also realizing that I still had the option to go North uh, for a few months in the summer, or a few weeks here and there, if I, you know, wanted to hit certain destination events or anything. It wasn't like a completely closed door. Right. I think that means a lot. Of uh, but it, I will say. Find, you don't have to find a winter home either. Yeah, exactly. Um, I did say, well, sorry. I, when I first got the farm and moved in here full time, it was still the winter season and, you know, all your friends are here and all of your trainers are here and, you know, your farriers and vests all come down from up north and you have your own little bubble. And then all of a sudden people were, you know, trickling back home uh, slowly. And then all of a sudden nobody was there. And I realized that I didn't actually know anyone in Aiken. <laughs> you know you know you know Pennsylvania people and Florida people, but you didn't know Aiken people. Yeah. Yeah. All of my, you know, contacts, you know, went home to their own places for the summer and I was like, oh, oh wait a minute. Like I need to find some local information. <laughs> That's so funny. I never thought about that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it can seems like a really good time in the winter because everyone you know is there. But then they go home and you have to, you have to find new friends. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it, you first move in; it's winter. Yeah. Every all your friends are there. Great time, and then they leave. <laughs> You're all by yourself. Well, what's it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't just, even have anyone. To... Does the population like does it get cut in half or more than half when in the summer or after everyone leaves in the winter? Uh, there, in the beginning, the summers were definitely a lot slower. Uh, I think in the last few years that I've been here, there have been a lot more year round trainers that are staying here. And so, you know, a lot of the venues keep rolling. I mean, July, uh, is pretty quiet even for like schooling shows and stuff down here. Um, but that's okay. Cause everyone needs a break. Yeah. 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 We were talking to uh, Caitlin Silliman who, you know, is down there for the majority of the year. And it's like her rotation is like, because she comes to Aiken early in the season, she's like, it's like year round for her. There, there almost is no, no break. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it's great. Um, we actually picked up one more recognized, I believe, Jumping Branch is getting another date uh, that will be starting in the winter as well. So for the people that do come down a little bit earlier than traditional, uh, they'll have another opportunity for another recognized event. Nice. Oh, very good. Yeah, it's exciting. The yeah. Aiken Horse Park just put up all their new stabling. So I, I, I'm excited to see the Aiken still thriving, Ocala's growing and thriving. I think it's very exciting for for yeah i actually drove into the horse park today for um to do a round at the jump for show and got to a new barn uh in person and it's it's pretty incredible what they're doing over there you almost wouldn't recognize it if you were you know knew it as from the old steeplechase wow uh you know track that it that was that's exciting. I can't wait to get there. Mm-hmm, yeah. I'm super excited. We need to just move. We need to get like just a, a sell the house, get an RV, and just travel the country. <laughs> there you go. What do you say? Would you do that? <laughs> Could you just I think I just saw one for sale online. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can tell. Uh, did they still do the Carolina squat trucks? Uh, Aiken was the first place I ever saw the Carolina squat trucks. Did they still have them running around town? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, what? I'm. These are the trucks that are like that. they they lifted the truck in the front but not in the back, so they're all like funky. Oh, gotcha! Yes, that's still a thing, and <laughs> I don't quite understand it, but they're all over town, so <laughs> you can see them everywhere you go. Yeah, <laughs> we funny. we tend to stay right there. Well, not every time. In the past, we've stayed at the hotels right there by the um the Sonic and the um cookout. Oh yeah, and uh. And uh-huh. and oh yeah, you see all those trucks at the cookout. Oh yeah, yeah that's where the oh, squatters yeah. hang. <laughs> <laughs> that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out, the, and then they go around. They just like drive around the cookout, like, and then they park again. It's it's really weird. It's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, too funny. The, I was at the Sonic trying to order, and they were all loud, and I was like, "The girls going, huh?" And I'm going, "These." Damn squatters are making a racket. I was like an old man, like, old man waving my fist. Get off my porch. Yeah. Right along. <laughs> so, um. so, so you mentioned that you a lot of times you, you buy young horses, sell them. What else do you do with your business? Like, is it is it basically all buying and selling? Do you have a lot of students, young people, adult amateurs? Tell us a little, a little more about your business that you have going. Uh, primarily right now, it's mostly lessons and training. Uh, I have the occasional sale horse, uh, but that's not my focus. I've got a lot of, probably the largest part of my clients are amateur women that, um, you know, have these wonderful horses. I've got a couple of, you know, teenagers and college kids, um, but uh, yeah, I do a lot of lot of riding and teaching, and we could hit all kinds of horse shows here in town. All the schooling shows, the dressage shows, you know, the jumping shows, the events. We take them. We're very we're in the trailer a lot. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Active, I like it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. So you said not not much sales right now. Uh, no, I don't. I don't focus on the sales as much uh it makes pretty good money but it also gives me like a giant headache so i try to avoid that (laughs) keeping up with that many emails and questions and making you know silly video things that 
you know, the horse is never going to be asked to do in its real job. And so it's the barn must be pretty, steer clear must of that be pretty well underway right now. The barn must be pretty settled, I guess, is my hunch. Yes. Yeah. No, I've, I've purchased all the equipment I need to for the time being. So I don't need to <laughs> sell anything off. <laughs> you know, you know, when the barn needs a roof and Kato starts selling some horses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I actually, I, when I got the farm, it was way more farm than I had ever even wanted. And, uh, you know, I have 20 stalls and 37 acres and starting out, that's a pretty intimidating size. Um, but my dad was smart enough to tell me just because you have 20 souls doesn't mean you need to fill them. I was like, Oh, so yeah, like that makes sense. So <laughs> I started doing actually uh, winter rentals. Um, and I'd, you know, rent out a chunk of stalls to, you know, a trainer to come down for a few months in the winter. And that actually was a really uh, looking back on it, sort of a smart way to get going because, I ended up getting a lot more traffic from these other trainers that came in with, you know, their own students and their own horses that they were selling. And then all of a sudden people just started knowing my barn and not necessarily because I was the reason they were coming there initially. <laughs> uh, so it worked out in my favor to have, you know, but other professionals, you know, spending time in the barn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Now tell us a little bit about, you said you have two horses now that you're keeping. Are they, are they aimed for the upper levels? Uh, yes, I actually, well, they've both gone advanced. Um, Victor, I got as a four-year-old, um, also through Liz Milliken. <laughs> um, and he, I think he did maybe a season or a year of advanced. And now we have turned into having a little bit of, rideability challenges so we've stepped it back down for this summer and fall and are you know readdressing the controls and hopefully uh he'll be back out in the eventing scene shortly he's actually entered in stable view at the end of the month um and then carnaby which we call him cabby in the barn uh i bought him as a three-year-old off of video and he i've you know progressed with him throughout and he just did his first advance uh, up at the Carolina Horse Park a couple weeks ago and pulled off a ridiculous win. So he gets a big gold star for his first advanced attempt. Wow. <laughs> that's really good. First yeah. advance and you win. That's a hey That's Yeah, I think even won by like 10 points. It was I was not expecting any of those results. Wow. Jeez. Wow. So do we see like uh <laughs> some big some big time fei competitions for these coming up soon um i'll be heading up to maryland in october uh cabby will do the three long i need one more three long score um victor doesn't have any fei plans for this fall uh but we'll see how the the riding and training shapes up and maybe he'll head for something else in the spring <laughs> But that's exciting. So we're going to be there. So we're going to definitely have to meet you um, at the Maryland Five Star. So we're going to be there in a big way. Yes. So we're definitely going to track you down. Okay. So don't be surprised if. Oh, super. Are you going to have a a tailgate and everything? Uh, No, the tailgate wasn't going to work out for us this year. But we are going to have on on the Thursday, Friday, we're going to have uh, a booth. 
up in the or, vendor area. It's not going to be in the vendor area. It's in like a different area. Yeah. It's like a local local commerce area um, near the grandstand. So and then so that's not in the vendor area. But then so that's Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday we're going to be out and about and you know mingling and and uh, you know doing media work and doing interviews and things like that. So hopefully we can catch back yes. up with you then and maybe do a little you know little meet and greet, little photo op. Maybe do a little interview, see how Cabby did coming off three star there. So that'd be kind of cool. Oh, perfect! That sounds great. Have yeah. you been up there since? Well, I guess you. I guess you. You said you've done Fair Hill, and you're from. You know, when when you when you work for Philip, you were up there. But the new venue, the new special event zone, is absolutely awesome. So we're super super stoked to. Uh, That's great. I've been following it on social media, and it looks fantastic. So I'm really curious to see it in person since I, you know, in my head have the old Fair Hill images. Um, so I'm, I can't wait to see it in person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it does cross over to some of the old, you know, some of the old side, but there's so much of the new special events. Yeah. And it the looks new, great. The new arenas have amazing footing. The bleachers are all redone. Um, it's, it's just amazing. And, you know, now that terrain, that footing has had an extra year because last year ended up being postponed. Um, the footing is just incredible. Right. So it is going to be, uh, you know, premium ideal situation for you guys. So we're so excited and we can't wait to, we'll get to meet Kate in person. Can't yeah, I know be exciting. That'd be exciting. So can't wait to talk yeah. to see you up there. That sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, all right. So, Kate, we are going to play quick fire questions. Quick fire questions. And this quick fire question. Oh, no. <laughs> this quick fire questions is brought to you by Taylor Harris Insurance Services. So, five questions. And uh, we always say you don't have to be quick, it's just the name, but we do grade you at the end. <laughs> is there any extra credit? Oh, there's extra oh, credit. Oh, yeah, there's there could be. Credit. Depends yeah. on your answer. Yep. We are. <laughs> Big extra credit. <laughs> All right. So, I like that. So your first question That's is... That's how I passed school. I would have I would have been like... I would have never passed. I was like the F student that did extra credit to get... To get... To bump up to like to, a D minus. A D minus. Yeah. So. <laughs> I would not, um, not give extra credit for this. Oh, goodness. All right. So the first question is... Favorite event to compete at? Oh, no. Can I pick an event that doesn't really exist anymore? Yeah, <laughs> I love, oh, I love the, the old fork. I always had the best runs. Okay. I love the venue. I love the terrain. I love uh, just that environment always went really well for me. And I thought it was a beautifully run event. And like I said, it helps when you always have a lot of good experiences there to carry you towards that thought good answer good answer yeah all right so do you have a pump-up song before heading out cross country <laughs> uh i don't have any songs in particular that i go to but i sort of tend towards i don't know what you call it Mm, alternative or heavy rock and so that's just my normal listening and i think most people 
like think that I'm using that to get geared up for cross country, but <laughs> <laughs> that's just the norm. That's just the norm. Nobody ever wants to listen to the same station as me. Rock station. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't. I wouldn't picture you for uh, an alt rocker, but hey, now I now I yeah. know. Now, now we know. Yeah. Now we know. I get that a lot. No, no one thinks that's number one preset in the truck. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Do you have any hobbies outside of horses? Oh boy. Um, we, Brian, my boyfriend and I, he, he he's a very uh, ambitious CrossFit. Mm. Whatever you call it. Uh, and he, he, when COVID shut everything down, uh, he bought a bunch of workout equipment and uh, follows a program that sends us workouts. And every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at five, we call it the cult. The cult meets at the barn. <laughs> and we have a big workout session. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. At the barn. Monday, Wednesday, so, Fridays at five. Still in the barn. Yeah, we do a little little CrossFit workout a few times a week, and it's a very small membership. It's usually just the two of us. Every now and then, it gets up to three or four people, but they very promptly exit. <laughs> Is the alt jamming in the background? Uh, yeah, there's a a little bit of that, or actually a little bit of Timmy trumpet, which is you know a little EDM get the taste going a little bit more. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's a raver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Good answer. Actually. Very good. Yeah. All right. So fa- your favorite rider growing up. Oh, no. I had lots of posters of the O'Connors on my wall. So I'm probably going to say the O'Connor, Karen and David. Yeah. Well, good, good answer. Good answer. All yeah. All the time. All the time. Excellent answer. Excellent answer. What's not to love about those two? Yeah, they're legends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So last question. If you could ride any horse, past, present, or fiction, who would it be? Uh, my horses when they're more trained. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think probably there's a, a Hanoverian stallion called Dia Cantinas. He's a big show jumper, and I've watched so many of his videos online, and I just can't get over how springy and how powerful that hind end is. And I would love to jump a horse like that over some really big fences that I'm unqualified to be pointing at. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I like a good good show jumper. I mean, I think the show jumpers are those really good show uh, jumpers. They're amazing to watch. They really are. All right. So, what do you think? A plus plus. A plus plus. You did it. Excellent job. Oh, didn't even need the extra credit. (laughs) All on your own. All on your own. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent job. So, Kate, do you have any advice for either a young rider or an an amateur trying to make it in the sport? Uh, Keep showing up. (laughs) 
you know, maybe you start with the yucky, boring jobs that's, you know, just raking the leaves and mucking stalls, but people do notice that you're there. Uh, you know, like I said, it took me a year of calling Philip before he let me show up to the barn. <laughs> Don't be shy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Don't it is be true. Meet people. And, and, and basically, you said all, all of those jobs were, with the exception of just calling Philip out of the blue, was where you knew you knew you had an in in some way. And I'm sure if you had an in at Phoenix, yeah. it would have been easier yeah. to get in there as well. Right. Yeah. I've never had to do uh, an interview or send a resume or, t- you know, I've just shown up and gone to work. Yeah. Right. <sighs> Persistence, hard work, being a good person when they meet you. That's, mm-hmm. that's awesome. So And just show up. Just show up every day. <laughs> Don't be late. So excellent. Answer. Mm-hmm. Yes, I definitely. Excellent. Excellent. So, uh, you know, we start winding things down here, but we always like to recognize any sponsors or supporters that, that you might have that, that you want to share shout out. Yeah, absolutely. I have a um, custom saddlery. I have been working with them for about eight and a half years now. Uh, all my horses have some nice cushy saddles. Uh, and then I have, Banks Mill uh, Feed, which is a local feed mill here in town, and they do fresh, fresh, fresh feed from the time I place my order and the time it arrives. The feed's only been mixed for a day or two, uh, so I really love that. Yeah. Wow. I never knew such a thing existed. Yeah, now That's really cool. Fresh mixed feed. Yeah. Is it like a special blend for, for each horse or just for you, like your barn blend, or what? how's that work? Uh, they do have a bunch of, you know, standard blends that they, you know, sell commercially. Uh, if you can purchase a certain minimum tons, you can create your own grain or your own blend and they can do that. But a, a very large commitment, <laughs> I don't think I could feed that much feed. <laughs> uh, but I'm also very happy with uh, some of the options that they have and I'm, you know, can just feed it straight out of the bag and have fat, happy, shiny horses. Yeah. As I said, I chisel away at the barn and I've owned all my own horses and it's, it's been, you know, it's, it's always an experience as you sort of make your own way, but, uh, no, those are the, the two, the two that I get to wear the saddle pads for. Yeah. You know know, what's interesting is I I enjoy having different riders with different ways of making the sport work for them. You know, so you own your own horses and, you know, I find that, you know, a lot of some other people, it's all, they don't own a single horse in the barn, you know? So I think that's really interesting. I think that's, what's great about having different, a rider on every week is we get to hear the different ways people do it. There's not one way to make a living in this sport. So I think that's that's really really cool that Yeah, no, whatever that's all you can just sort of create your own path. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and not everyone has you know, there's a lot of stress along with owning having tons of owners and things like that and, and you know, so not everyone's cut out for every way of doing it. Some people can't teach, some people hate teaching or are no good at it, you know, so they don't have a choice but to find a different way. So I think that's, I think that's really cool that we get to hear your, your unique way that, that you're able to make it happen. And you got the CrossFit thing. You can always fall back on the CrossFit gym. 
That's way too much work. (laughs) 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 Takes me three days to recover from one of those workouts. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Oh boy. That's yeah, it would take me all week till the next the next one. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. So so how do people um follow along if you know people wanna uh, get involved that they're going to Aiken. They want to maybe get some lessons or something. How, how do people um, get in touch, follow along on social media, websites? Oh, yeah. Social media, I am very boring. I only have a Facebook. <laughs> I, can't, I don't have Insta or TikTok or whatever other things happen these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have a personal page, Kate Brown, and a business page, which is Kate Brown Eventing. Um, you know, both are pretty easy to access and stay, you know, updated and it's a good way to follow along with us. Or if you're around sort of catching up and swinging by the farm. Very cool. Very, very cool. cool. Yeah. We'll link that up in the show notes, Karen. So yes. people can find that nice and easy mm-hmm. and, 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 and go from there. So, well, Karen, was this awesome getting to know Kate? This was great. It was super. Yeah. Kate, I can't wait to meet you in October. We're going to be super excited. We're don't, don't be scared. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of scary looking. Oh, stop it. <laughs> You'll see me come running up to you with a, with a camera out trying to get a selfie. That's, <laughs> that's, oh, that's great. Oh, I have a one question. Is there a meet? Karen and Rob, do you get to, do we get to know why, uh, how you guys got into horses and no, you know, why you no. started major league eventing and is Never. there anything like that? We're a mystery that wrapped in an enigma. Not for public consumption. <laughs> there has been, there has been some, we've been, uh, well, we, we, we were, we were interrogated a little bit not too long ago. Yeah. With on the John and Rick show. John and Rick show interviewed yeah. us. Then we mm-hmm. had Tick Maynard on. Oh, okay. John and Rick interviewed us. Then, yeah. Uh, Tick, Tick, when we had him on, he turned the tables. He interviewed us a little bit. <laughs> I was not comfortable at all. And I've been interviewed a little bit on some podcasts. <laughs> I've been interviewed a little bit on some podcasts solo. Um, uh, you know, some podcasting podcasts and stuff like that, kind of getting to know other podcasters. But yeah, I mean, they're, we're we're nothing. I mean, Karen, Karen, she rode and yeah, I grew up riding, and yeah. uh, I mean, we I grew up I rode too, but I didn't ride skillfully. No. <laughs> I was not. I was a backyard rider, uh, not a trail rider, and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, and then we got married. There's nothing wrong with the weekend warrior, yeah. right now. <laughs> and then. uh both of our sons, they both ride, and um, our one, he is pursuing a career in in eventing. So, oh, super! Yeah. Yep. So that's it. So we said, "Well, good luck, kid. <laughs> You're on your own." No, no so we wanted to. We have good, <laughs> big picture. We we have. Um, Ultimately, we want to. We 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 the the podcast is an avenue to kind of help just grow the sport, and that's ultimately what we're trying to do is grow the sport. We're trying to work with more and more show venues to highlight, you know, the show, their sponsors, their vendors, and things like that to really try to grow the sport. So we can we really ultimately want to get more um, more sponsors for the sport, more money infused into the sport, so that way there can be. Um, you know, more prize money for the riders and lower entries and, and make it more accessible for everybody ultimately. So that, that's the big 
big mission picture. Um, the podcast is just a, it's a, it's a, it's an avenue to kind of, it's, it's a media outlet for us to be able to, um, you know, help highlight different riders and eventers and, and give back to the sport that way. So look for more from major league eventing over the next coming years. Right. Karen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, that was yes. a tech plus plus answer. A plus plus answer. I like oh, that. Oh, there we go. <laughs> hey. 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 Most riders usually are like, oh, you want to get more prize money and help me? Oh, okay, yeah, I'm in. I'm down. <laughs> Love it. Oh, sorry. Sign me up. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the, that's the short answer. But yeah, so we, we'll um, hopefully we uh we can meet you down there, and we want to meet a bunch of people down there when we get to Marina Five Star. Yes. Can, yes. Yes. Hopefully we'll get, we have a bunch of giveaway stuff. We'll hook you up. So when you catch up with this, Kate, we'll, we'll load you up with some cool major league stuff too. Cause we have all types of cool stuff we're giving away. Oh. So. I like it. All the loot. That's great. Yes. Loot. <laughs> swag. <laughs> I'm going to send some swag. So oh. awesome. Well, Karen, was this fantastic? This was fantastic. And a shout out to Sheila for recommending Kate. Yeah. Do you know who Sheila is? Oh yeah. Sheila. She's like, you gotta do have Kate on. Apparently, you know who Sheila is. Do you know Sheila? Yeah, yeah. She's got her. Uh, she's got two horses in my barn right now. <laughs> good. So either she's in the doghouse or she's or she's in good graces. I don't know, after the interview, she's like, oh, no. I'm undecided on that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, she uh, was wonderful. Yeah. Don't ever do that to me again. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. No. I love Kate's laugh. I know. It's great. I can't wait to meet you. We're going to do some laughing when we get to Maryland. It's going to be a good time. We're going to have a good time. That sounds great. Well, Kate, again, thanks a bunch, and and we'll see you here soon. Super. Thanks for having me, and I'm looking forward to meeting you guys in a few weeks. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, or your favorite podcast app. Cheers!